right so if, if you're satisfied with it it is what it is it is what it is if you say it's like because i'm like like i said i know this is on your channel so it's like if you're if you're okay like i said i can talk yeah. more room but if you're okay with it then that's fine with me yeah like I, said, I don't want you to do much work if room. if you're comfortable with it you can do it but if not you can always find a dollar location for me i think it's totally fine i don't really care about the excess stuff i guess once they're fine we can vibe the vibe is important so very you ready girl don't be nervous this isn't even this ain't even that serious i know right when you think about it right it's like all right you're good it's gonna be good all right so remember i said i was interested in like getting a perspective of the mom who is healing during the journey you know you have a a bit of when you wasn't healing to a part of when you're healing and you can see the difference and feel between your son and yourself so i think it's great if we can go into something like that and then we don't know where the topic is going to take us but i think that's like a really good starting point exactly you're taking me back it felt like it's been so long yeah (laughs) It feel like it's been so yeah truthfully it feel like it's been so long because she move her body like a shaman all of my hair so much a common just say that way baby I'm on it just say love that I don't want it she move her body like a shaman hi everyone welcome to Country Like so this topic is going to be so good like i was waiting for something like this to happen so i'm here with this awesome being that i met a few days ago and she commented on my post and we had like this really long conversation you will swear god that we are best friends how we were speaking so it was such an honor when i asked her she's like yay i have no problem coming to your channel so she's here today and i wanted her to introduce herself and tell us about her platform because she has a platform on um instagram as well on her pages amazing so please tell us about yourself well my name is tony rue and i started suffering with silence and um well i'm sorry real queen reflections i started with suffering with silence in my head which is the name of my book title and um from there i went and started real queen reflections and it's like it's like another baby which is funny because we're talking about children today and yeah, yeah, you know, so it was like my business was like my my other baby. It was right. Like, this is, actually, yeah, because that was the beginning of um, mentally flipping my pain into power, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I knew I knew that I had to use my voice. I knew I had to use myself, mm-hmm. my past, my story, my pain. And what I did was um, through studying pain truthfully i've been studying pain before i knew i was studying pain mm. just from being around a bunch of honestly <laughs> black people and my family you know my mm-hmm. friends and just realizing that a lot of us were hurting i was mm. the they say the, the family counselor or the the uh you're the healing me. one clearly mm. right <laughs> yeah. but you know i honest to be honest i didn't even know i didn't even know that that's what i was even doing I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, like I didn't, I didn't actually understand what I was doing until 
I hit my bot, my personal rock bottom. Yes. And um, that's when I got I got diagnosed with a brain tumor. I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm. I know. That's how I was like, we want to get to know each other. Whoa. That was in 2000. And, okay, I had my son in 2012. Mm-hmm. So right after I had my son, I started hit my body seemed like it was just shutting down wow. from the inside out. And by 2013, I started seeing up there something wrong. 2014, I, I think that's when I got my diagnosis that I just shared with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't accept it. Yes. I wouldn't accept. I wouldn't accept any of. Like I heard what they said, mm-hmm. but I just was not. I just was I not about it. to accept it. Yeah. Like I got to look into this. Like they like take this medicine. And this is what you got, and right. this is what you should do. And I'm right. just like, nah, no, like, <laughs> like, why did I get this? And they're like, you know, don't blame yourself. A lot of people, right. you know, fibromyalgia, they blame themselves and this and that. And I'm like, okay, no. Long story <laughs> shorter, um, constantly researching, 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 looking up symptoms, looking up this. And I started to treat my symptoms. I started mm-hmm. to then realize like something is still off here. And honestly, I had knew my own personal pain, but my son was a trigger of the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what was I about to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he triggered my truth in a way. But this is trigger. This is triggering me. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, triggered, he triggered my truth in a way that made me look into it even more because it's mm-hmm. like I felt like I couldn't raise him and of course I'm, I'm a single mom so I felt like I couldn't raise him with a lie because mm. I, I, I felt like I was a product of that already I know that's I'm it. a product of that's I know deep. now yeah <laughs> like deep. now I know for sure like no I am the product of a bunch of lies and secrets right. and pain and trauma you know mm-hmm. so that is literally what made me um want to start like I said Royal Queen Reflections was me using myself as an open book to, to make people recognize the reflection. Like, we are reflections of each other. Yes, Whether always. You, me, and I'm you. Yeah. Yes. So, it's like, again, it took for, for me to almost be, like, hated for being in pain. Yeah. For me to see that it was something about me that people would almost avoid me for, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, it's like they would like talking to me. But it was only on like a counseling type time. Like you right. wouldn't kick it with your counselor outside of counseling, right? Like girl, I was talking about that with some boy yesterday. Be <laughs> continue. Like, it's crazy. And I'm just yes. like, I started to notice that from that, like people would like kick it with me when we would when do this like, one-on-one. Yes. But then like outside of that, it was like oh it no. Can't can't. Is that intimidation thing? Yes, the intimidators. Honestly, I didn't understand it though. I did not. I had no. I had. I did not understand it at all. Like mm. not even a little bit. And mm. and it, I literally end up being so far at my bottom. I was. I blew up like a blowfish. Like I, I was. Everything was just coming. Like every, my life was just crashing down. Right. And I kept looking at my son. And at the, like I said, I got diagnosed with a brain tumor and fibromyalgia, and he was only two. <laughs> his dad mm. was already like going. His dad was going when I was pregnant. So it's <laughs> like. What, what was I going to do? And as he aged and got older, he became my biggest trigger. Mm-hmm. And it was, he looked like me. He reminded me of the part of myself that I had honestly like abandoned and like neglected. Mm-hmm. 
it's you know the inner child if you're gonna go and yes you know honey about, right? that that is <laughs> the that <inner> child. <laughs> yes the in, i didn't i didn't um i didn't even know what an inner child was right Truthfully. like this is mm. this was the beginning of it all for me mm. and i kept looking at him but then i would look at him and i felt like i was stuck in the movie if i had my son like, is this a move? Like, am I being punked? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and I started to realize, like, he was me. Mm-hmm. And then I started to see, like, the resemblance between my life and my mm-hmm. mom's life and my dad. Like, wow. And I'm like, whoa. That's deep. That's deep. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks too familiar. Like it was, I was in the shoes. Girl. I was in the shoes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, walking in them and 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 literally i think he turned six and that's when i start having the world flashbacks of myself mm-hmm. and that was so it at five years old i was molested mm-hmm. and it um i actually went and told my mom and my dad mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. don't know what happened but i ended up being right back at the same house that i was Shh originally molested it maybe a year and a half later and then from there that's when I got raped I got raped from seven to nine years old by like a 30 something year old family friend right and at my my son turned six you see the same time and like five between five and seven six was a trigger for me like like, what's going on he started getting bigger and I remember it was one night I went to just um him and my little cousin had fell asleep on the couch and I just went to you know take his take his you know take their clothes off Mm -hmm. to help them get situated I did with my with my little cousin it was fine but when I went to my son it I just jumped back what in the world and then he looked like me he looked like me and not himself. It looked like I saw mm-hmm. myself in, in him. Yes. And I'm like, and then that's when it started hitting me. Like, you know, I've been going around and I've been saying, you know, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. Like you just wanted to I, finally talk about it. Yeah. In that moment, I realized that I didn't never accept it. Yes. I realized that I had only been sharing and I had only been talking and I had but only not been healing. Yeah. Myself. You just said it. You maybe just yes. said earlier. Like I was, I was, I was, I was the healer. I was. Yes. Everybody was coming to me with their stuff, and I had the right answers. Like yeah, da, 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 da. but I didn't even. I never really truthfully dug into why I knew. Like how do you know this stuff? Mm-hmm. Because I had already survived so much stuff that I had never given myself credit for. It to be right, sure. right. <laughs> <laughs> and my son was like a force of you going to still not give yourself credit. Yes. Or, or you gonna wake up and 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 this was like you're saving grace basically huh? oh yes, yes. This, his name actually means pure magic which, wow. I, in the moment of me trying to figure out what his name would be um i don't even know it, like you know you just don't in that time i didn't even notice why i did that and mm-hmm. then now i'm like hmm pure first of all pure is mm-hmm. just I, when I thought about that I started crying like pure mm. because I think I think I felt subconsciously I felt unpure right so I named my son a name that meant pure right. and then his middle name means magic and he has been that for me literally it was like I birthed my own life you redo you yeah because that's a contract it gave me another chance <laughs> it gave me another chance but it came with so many sacrifices honestly mm. because there's nothing it's no one else it's just me and my son because I realized through him 
all of the things they were cheated from me. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they were taken away from me and yes. I didn't want him. I didn't want none of that to be taken away from him. Right, right, no right, rape, right. no, you know, nothing. So who he really was, like all of these things. Like I said, everybody accepted me when I was, when it was convenient for them. Yeah. But they never accepted me for who I was. Yeah. The package behind the perfection that you were showing them, basically, in terms of being a healer. I think, keep this in mind, as I was going to say, I think that a lot of people misappropriate healers of being saints and not realizing that your healer can only heal you because your healer understands and been through things to be able to relate to you, right? They're able to then say, I know how you feel and maybe you should try this, you should do this. I feel like a lot of people who go out there, this is like a message to you right now. Your healer is a human being. Your healer may have also been through hurt. If you're going to go to your mm-hmm. healer, say, hey, healer, I know you're a human being, but I want to know if you can handle my burden now. Don't just put your burden on a person. You don't know what they may be going through. You don't know. Yes, they're going to come at you. They're going to accept your burden because they're a healer. They're considerate of that fact. But understand, you yourself have to become considerate of them as well. Ask a question. Don't just bust through the door of God. You're ready to share your life story. Ask them if they're ready to accept and journey with you through your life story. Right? So don't just fly off that. Yeah. And I think that was, see, and I think that's where it gets tricky and it mm-hmm. gets moved into our conversation because we are Black. Yeah. Like I said, I'm in America and it, from what I can tell, it's definitely different. You know, it seems like we're all the same and, you know, overall. Yeah. But I, th- I think it's, it's a part of the Black culture in America that we don't talk about. And that that's why my page was created. Like, that's every reflection. Because I'm we're let- not talking, we're not being truthful. I'm not the only person that we're Goes like, that. molested in the family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't even want to start with that. It's yes. That is the biggest of it all. Like, because yes, it's like, you can't like for me you can't pretend these things didn't happen and Mm. just go on and act like everything was good you know still hang around the same as that people who were around when you were violated so it's so deep and i I understand why people don't want to talk about it but again when i had my son it was like no this got to get talked about Mm -hmm. because i had to to understand it myself i can't you can't understand something that you're not discussing yeah like and I was paying a good, I was paying a hundred dollars a week to talk to a counselor. Like mm. I was, I was really out here, like trying to figure myself out because mm. I'm like, okay, my son is still young. So that yeah. means I still have time to do both. Like I can mm. try to heal myself and try to be a good parent, you know, and it, it's been, it's been challenging, but it, it's allowed me to be so much more self-aware mm. and heal, truthfully, because I had to identify and accept my own truth mm-hmm. and that was the biggest disconnect mm-hmm. of it all mm-hmm. and even to go back like that's the disconnect in our culture for me the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the truth? like stop starting with everything else except the truth let's start yeah. with the truth and that, that, that's what made me get more interested in digging into the roots of it all yes like mm-hmm. let me be real about the root the rooted connection to my pain is what mm-hmm. i'm trying to say like yeah. what is what is the rooted connection to my pain we already know your channel is amazing <laughs> so in Thank terms you. of just like hitting hitting the nail on the head the, the nail you know on the head mm-hmm. every year we know like okay oppression okay mental you got all of these things that's all the way up here and it's mm-hmm. like but where 
Where, Does it where come is from? This connect exactly mm. like where something's not connecting. Mm-hmm, you got this mm-hmm. on this side and this on this side, but you got all these people that's lost in the middle. And yes, you know what? What is the disconnect? Well, here's the thing about sexual abuse. I actually uh, audience. This is going to be a hell of a surprise to y'all right now. No, sure. I was actually planning to do this by myself. Um, do it as a family, a family thing. I I planned to do it with my mom. Because I want to have a, a perspective from a mom who actually had a child who'd been through um, molestation. And then I was going to have it from my family perspective. But I have, like, the energies are telling me right now, like, yo, I kind of got to put it in there. I'm still going to do it how I plan to do it. Yeah, for but sure. I'm just going <clears> to, <throat> I'm just going to connect with my sister here because I feel like mm-hmm. us connecting on this is going to be able to open up doors. I have already written down a series for this. While you were talking, I decided I'm going to do a getting over sexual abuse series. So if she is down for us to really like break that down and show the world what that looked like, like the triggers and show men how to deal with them. Like if she's done with that, I'm done with that. You know what I mean? So we can, we can definitely sit down and have a little more talk about it and really break down what that does, how you going through a sexual abuse and your man touching you a certain spot can trigger something like, those are <laughs> girl oh my deep. god yeah that's a whole series right there so that's a really good idea yes so with me saying all of that audience this is going to surprise you guys and i wasn't ready to put it on my channel i really wanted my channel to be what my channel is culture healing i wasn't it ready to put this part of my life because i don't want people to think that i'm using this to do nothing it has nothing to do with anything around that area I was planning to do that later then because this was something that I passionate about and something that I really wanted to open the door to. So this was coming. It just so happened that it's coming sooner than I planned. But <clears throat> with my sister here, I actually was molested when I was six years old until I was 11 years old. The thing about my molestation was it was someone that I knew. <laughs> someone that I knew was my father. Oh. Okay. Now, you guys see that I started my page with my miscarriages. My first pregnancy was from my father. And with that, I had to get a abortion when I was 11 years old. Because I was so young, it messed up my womb. So now that I'm able to want to have kids, I can't because of that injury that I had when I was younger. So with me saying all of that, it's for you to understand that a journey like this that I'm having, the way that I am, the way that she is as a being, it does not come easy, especially when you have kids. Because when I first got kids, when I first decided I wanted a child, the first thing that popped in my head was, I wanted someone to love me. That was the first thought. That popped in my head. I am having a kid so I can genuinely feel love without second guessing love. And I know a lot of females are going to relate to that because when you go through things like she and I have been through, you don't know who genuinely love you. You don't know who genuinely about you. And I know she can relate to this. When you're growing up and you go through that, you don't even know yourself. So being sexually active, let's put it that way to make it a little smoother. Being sexually active that young, makes you think that you have to please the man by having sex with him. You understand? 
Do you know what kind of a disconnected relationship that is when you decide to go into a relationship that you think having sex with a person is it? That you having sex with you, so I love you. Shed light on that for me if you can, just so they can understand that shit goes all the way around. <laughs> oh my goodness. It does. Because you again, like you saying, like again, I was at a very young age, like you said, already engaged in sexual activity and I did not understand it. And for me, I kept trying to make, I'm the only child. So I do want to add that in there too. I didn't have yes. siblings. Um, unfortunately, my mom, my, my dad, my dad was on drugs. My, my dad was not even around. The guy that actually took my, uh, you know, situation yes. was like cool with my mom and my dad growing up as kids. Mm. So in so many ways, I think all of those little details just add more confusion yes. towards what you're already trying to understand yourself anyway. So for me, it's always been poetry in a weird mm-hmm. way just writing and that is how I guess I start putting the pieces together but it took so much I literally just now got and I'm almost 30 mm-hmm. I really just now got a, a full understanding uh, and I'm, I'm saying full just to give myself credit to be honest right but I know that <laughs> like it's like it took damn near 30 it took majority of my life for me to make sense of, of that why good. did you why did you well, you know why did well, why did you no. do this to me and yes. how do I fix it? <laughs> like, how do I, how do I correct, you know, what you, what you took away from me? Yes, you know, what, what it feels like. And like you saying, like, the, the, trying to make sense of it all. Okay. So that's what I was about to go into. I actually tried to relabel myself mm. like so many times. Like I remember when I got in middle school and that's where it gets tricky to me too, because you're sexually active way before anybody else. Yes, so I have like, boobs at they eight. Can't, they can't relate to you. No, girl, period. you grown, grown. I got my period at. I got my period at. I wasn't even eight yet. What? Like I got my period. I got my period in the midst of Whoa. what he was doing to me because I was. It was. It was full penetration. So it was like my that triggered my period on. I guess. Mm-hmm. And even when I got my period, it, it like it's like nobody wanted to talk about that either. Yes. And I'm just like this. this see nothing that's you know that's that's how I felt so as I got older I just started accepting it because I really didn't have any choice Mm -hmm. but when I hit middle school I think that's when I got another trigger because Mm -hmm. people were actually purposely having sex Mm -hmm. and I was like you know honestly I was judging it yes no I'm not I don't want to do that that. shit is nasty yeah girl yes (laughs) yes like we gotta be real like i feel like we have to be real with the thought because i know a lot of women be like yo yeah that's exactly what i thought so we got to like let those thoughts oh that's why i wanted to make this a series but i didn't have a female that i knew that i can actually you know what i mean so if you are up to it like let us just let us do getting over sexual abuse i feel like a lot of female and men um, yeah. we'll be able to That's relate to this start. so if you can get raw and dirty with it and let them understand that yo you're not alone we all think the feel the same exact way but we overcome that and that is yes, what i feel do. a lot of our people who have gone through sexual abuse don't realize that your sexual abuse is not you it doesn't defy you it happened to you but it's not right. who you are as a being. Yes, it's going to put some heaviness on you, but that is something for you to learn, not to make yourself a victim like that person has made you a victim. Right. And I learned that from early because of what happened to me. What I, ha- I had to, like, it's only like the last two years since I've healed been on my journey and really, really come to myself. Girl, I've been through a three-month depression, 
cried for three months straight over losing all of my kids. You guys can go back and see my miscarriage video. I cried I, every I day. I watched it. That's oh. crazy. <laughs> I, if y'all watch, I watched and it's, it. Yeah. It was interesting because I, I saw the video that you know I saw with the masculine toxic. Uh, toxic. Mm-hmm. And I just scrolling and I went, boop. I said, oh my goodness. And I watched it and I'm just like, oh my goodness. And I didn't even know what you just shared with me, dear. Yeah. But it's when you look at it, it's like, wow. Yeah. They don't understand what we go through. And I think that's the part that I think is like, as you're trying to like, not necessarily run away from it, mm-hmm. but as you're trying to overcome it, you mm-hmm. don't, it's like, how? Yeah. <laughs> like, how? And then you have moments in your life where that's what happened with me and my son too. Like where I was constantly triggered into like, well, what, you know, I kept trying to get to the root of like, mm-hmm. where is this coming from? Like, where yes. is this energy coming? Where is, where is this confusion? Where is all of these mm-hmm. things coming from? And then to add onto it and this to go into it too. I ate the, the guy that I actually finally gave myself to literally I got pregnant by him and he made me get an abortion. Mm-hmm. So that was another betrayal I to, so yeah. like it just it made me feel unworthy. It made yes, me feel incapable. Honey. It made me feel like so maybe I am just sex because yes. you know, no baby with me. Yeah. I knew him for a long time. That's some deep and shit. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you know, drop girl dropped me off at the clinic like I was <laughs> Not, you was a piece of trash. Not, you know what I mean? Like bruh, you, he don't care nothing about he didn't you. Even, he didn't even stay with me. He Girl, didn't bring no moral no support. He like, no, I don't want that baby. And <laughs> go ahead and take care of that. Like, we're Dang. right. So it was like, you know, and that was before my son even, I even had my son. Mm. And then I ended up getting pregnant, like not less than a year later, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even with him. So mm-hmm. it was like, it was so many things that I'm like, what is going on? I think as I, as I was trying to regain control of my life, I ended up losing more control of it because I didn't know how to gain control. I didn't know how to overcome. I didn't have any support either. Yes, like, yes, you know, yes, people yes. look at like, oh, she, she had she an abortion. Everything's always gossip. It's never supportive. It's never like, how do they feel in the inside? You know, how do it feel when the person that she, you know, went on her prom with and yes. doing all these things with said, I don't want your baby. You know, yes, like, I don't, want it. I don't want it. And then go on and try to move on with their life. Anyway. Yeah. Somebody that you think, you know what, this one is, somebody that I give consent to my body I give consent to my heart and I feel like he's going to be the one that's going to take me to safety you know what I mean he's going to be one that I can relax with and then to have that hope and expectation crumble because of that it is something immense as well and that is one of the things that a lot of us go through where we have been betrayed first by a male right and and self to say if you never really had a male and you finally have somebody that you think you could trust in a male perspective and he fucked that shit right up by doing them yeah. some stupid shit right and yeah. then that becomes your routine and journey and feelings and triggers so when you actually do decide to give yourself to somebody it is like i'm afraid and how do i even do something like that you know what i mean and then you can guess your whole time. Exactly. Guess ourselves, and then it's like when you wasn't when I wasn't thinking of second guessing myself, I was I was openly giving myself to you, trusting you. And then it's like every time you do that, it's like it builds up a bigger wall. Yeah. Exactly. Like I said, my, 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 my so-called, you know, second baby dad, he tried to kill me. <laughs> so Same. so it's like, yo, I start realizing, like I said, I'm like, this is getting worse. This mm. is not getting better. Like this is getting worse. And I had to just, you know, you you that's what I think is overcoming for one to put a stop to whatever is continuing. Like, that's what I had to, but like, I don't want, I didn't want a relationship. I didn't want 
I needed to get myself together. together. Like I needed yeah. to get my book. Do some <laughs> and, journaling. You know, the right and, and it and it yes. helped me. It helped yes. me tremendously. Yeah. It helped me tremendously. And it's it, yeah. Here's what I learned during my course of my year. As I said, I had a three month. I won't call it depression because I don't do depression. I'm the type of girl because of how my life been, and I've always had to protect me. I've always been the masculine in my life to protect me. So I became that masculine energy. So when she needed a protecting, I am there. I'm stepped up and there. You know what I mean? Like you can't fight with her because yo, she has a meal. I became the meal that betrayed me, right? And I became mm. the person that I wanted to protect me. So I start mm. to protect myself. So over the years, I, I became the whatever you will get over it type of girl to myself. You know what I mean? You're strong. You've got this. Don't worry about it. Shit happens, right? So for years and years after the miscarriages and broken relationship, you know, trying to stay sane and work and whatever the case is. And it finally just hit me like, yo, dude, your shit is full. Your cup is literally full. The hell are you trying to put the rest of this? You need to cry. And let me tell you, though, you see when I start crying, my ass cried for three months straight. I didn't even want to be alone with my damn self. I always mm-hmm. had somebody on the phone with me, with me, talking. I could not be alone by myself. I could not sleep. I had panic attacks of my panic attack. And then finally, I listened to this motivational tape. And one this guy said that, you know why you're having panic attacks? He said, because you're afraid of yourself. God, mm-hmm. I cry some more. Girl. You see when he said that, and I said that, and I took a realization to me. You see those voices and the abuse and things that people tell me, I became those monsters to myself. Mm. And I started to tell myself those things to be, and I started to beat up on myself. You ain't no good. You can't right. amount to nothing. You can't get a good job. You're not responsible. You this and you die. You're broken. No man ain't gonna love you if they hear anything about what happened to you. Nobody ain't gonna want to be around you. And this, and mind you, those voices are my family that told yes. me these things. Understand? Okay. These voices are the women in my family that told me these things. And those voices became me. Yes. So eventually, as those voices became, and I realized, like, yo, you actually don't want to be with yourself because you're afraid of these voices that you adapt to you. So I got rid of them. I stopped being afraid of me. I faced those voices. And I started to be alone by myself. I picked up meditation. I changed my food completely. And I went into my thing and I had a drive and I had a determination like, yo, that shit is not me no more. And I'm about to change my life completely. And I changed my life completely. And with that, I became and I learned who I am. And the fear of being around a man and he see me as a sexual favor, I realized that energy that every time I run a, me- a, ma- a male, he trying to get in my pants with me exuding that because I thought that's what it was. Your energy attracts mm-hmm. that to a, a male. On the side, he sends that. Hey, you, yes, you. So thank you so much for watching my video, and I hope that you enjoyed the video. And thank you so much for coming to my page. So I would like for you to subscribe, and I also want you to watch the last video. And I hope that you enjoy everything on my channel. Thank you. <laughs>